Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 980, an excerpt from the book, Personal Revolution, by Allison Task. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading blogs to you mostly, but sometimes books like today. The author is Allison Task. She's a career and life coach. You can find a lot more about her and her book at allisontask.com. Allison is with two L's. And of course, I'll have that linked in this episode's description. Now let's get right to it as we optimize your life. An excerpt from the book, Personal Revolution, by Allison Task. Imagine that your friend has been working toward a big goal and is mad at themselves on a week-to-week basis because there is one thing on their to-do list that never gets done. Of course, they are getting many other things done, and their focus is on that one thing that isn't happening. How would you handle this? Most people would help their friend focus on the six things they're doing well. They'd take time to help the friend acknowledge what they've achieved, redirecting their friend to the success. Increasing your self-compassion will take you to your goal more efficiently and make the process more pleasant. If your goal is to work out five days a week and that level of fitness will contribute to your happiness, self-compassion is the skill of not beating yourself up over a week when you miss a workout or two. Self-compassion is what will keep you from defeating yourself by letting your inner critic wear you down or convince you to give up. Self-compassion lets you stick to your process by protecting you from moments of self-sabotage. Many of us have been trained to think that achieving our goals is a matter of doggedly pushing forward, and some may call on an inner critic to push themselves. Unfortunately, that negative self-talk takes a lot of energy. You're generating the negativity and absorbing it or trying to ignore it. That whole process is distracting and can be draining, especially if you have a vociferous inner critic. Whenever I hear the word should spoken by my client, my ears perk up. Should is a big red flag for me. In fact, when I hear the word, I'll say, whoa, whose voice is that? You should? According to whom? I don't let anyone should on my clients, and I certainly don't let my clients should on themselves. Their inner critic attended the school of thought that you need to push people, be hard on them, to help them achieve they should do this or that. I don't subscribe to the should school of motivation. I believe people can achieve great things when they're calm and centered. Self-compassion goes beyond avoiding negative self-talk. It also means treating yourself well. Take my husband, for example. When he makes a sandwich, he goes all out. He toasts the bread, he gets out a tomato and lettuce, good mustard, maybe some hot peppers too. He makes a beautiful sandwich and takes him 15 minutes. Why does my husband take the time to make a good sandwich? He thinks the experience of eating the sandwich is worth the time it takes to make it. He treats himself well, just like he would treat a good friend. On the other hand, 
Let's look at self-denial. When my children have birthday parties, there's this moment after the children have had their cake and they all happily gobble it up, that I'll make rounds giving cake to the adults. Can you guess what they say? Oh, I shouldn't, just a bite, just a sliver. Or in the worst cases, and let me clearly state that I am guilty as charged on this one, the person will say, I'll just take a bite from my kid's plate. What? You refuse yourself something you want and end up stealing it from someone else? So in addition to neglecting yourself, you're taking a cherished bite of cake from someone who was looking forward to it? Can you just picture the kid's face? Self-denial has a negative impact on the people around us. They have to give up that bite of cake or that lick of their ice cream cone because you didn't want to get one for yourself. Did they agree to that deal? This story demonstrates the way people around you can be called upon to compensate for your martyrdom, whether it's a family that doesn't get to see you because you work long hours, ironically, to provide for your family, a relative or friend who has to worry about your health problems because you won't see a doctor or take your medication, or a child who learns not to ask for help because you're tense and stressed from overextending yourself. Yes, that last bit was a bit negative and I hope you get my point. The idea here is to use your skill of self-compassion to acknowledge what you need and give it to yourself because that's a good way to treat yourself and because self-neglect can have repercussions for everyone else in your life. The opposite of negative self-talk, shoulding on yourself and denial, is to engage in an active practice of acknowledgement. One of my favorite ways to build a positive mindset comes from Sean Acor, author of The Happiness Advantage. It's called the Tetris Effect, also known as selective perception. It refers to the technique of training your brain to scan the world for possibility and then capitalize on it. Boy, do I use this with my clients who are looking for a new job. It's based on a study from the Harvard Department of Psychology where researchers asked 27 people to play Tetris for multiple hours over three days. For days after they stopped playing Tetris, the players reported seeing Tetris shapes everywhere. They'd look at a brick wall and figure out which bricks could fall in between others, or they'd go to Costco and see Tetris shapes in the stacked boxes. This is called a cognitive after effect, and it demonstrates how our brain can get stuck in the patterns we practice. That's a big idea. Our brain gets stuck in the patterns we practice. So knowing that, where's the opportunity to shift our thinking, step away from negative habitual thoughts and shift them into more positive ones? For example, if you look in the mirror each morning and identify three things you like about yourself, you'll begin to see these qualities more than the so-called flaws you may focus on. By shifting your own thinking from shoulding and self-denial on yourself to self-compassion and treating yourself the way you'd treat your best friend, you're making a major move to a more positive outlook. And then if you choose to reach for that brass ring to shift your mindset to incorporate the principles of following up and actively choosing the patterns you want your brain to practice, you can choose to have a more powerful, forward-thinking approach to life. As I tell my children ages five, five, and four, there's one thing in this world that you can always control, and that's your brain. Choose your thoughts purposefully and wisely. You just listened to an excerpt from the book titled Personal Revolution by Allison Task. I love that Tetris example. I've totally experienced that myself, except I think it was with Guitar Hero and Dr. Mario, not Tetris, but the idea is really cool. And part of the reason for this podcast, actually, I thought of it as a daily meditation and purposeful way to help you improve your mood or outlook and inspiration. So I love how that all ties together. Again, you can visit her online at allisontask.com. I have that linked in this episode's description. And thank you to her for giving me permission to narrate an excerpt. 
I'll leave it there for today. I hope you're having a great day. I will be back tomorrow reading to you where your optimal life awaits.